So I will now read the Adam and Eve story. I'm going to sum up chapter 2. Basically, the Lord created the heavens and the earth. And he rested on the seventh day because all his work was done. And then he realized that there was no there was no man to take care of the grounds so he created a man and he took the dust off the ground and created a man and he breathed into his nostrils and he gave him the breath of life and the man became a living being and God created different gardens and in these gardens he created um, Adam and Eve so I will read from um, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden you may freely eat but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die and the Lord God said it is not good that man should be alone I will make him a helper comparable to him out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them and whatever Adam called each living creature that was its name so Adam gave names to all cattle to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field but from Adam there was not found a helper comparable to him and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man he made into a woman and he brought her to the man and Adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken from taken out of man therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh and they were both naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said to the woman has god indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden and the woman said to the serpent we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden god had said you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die then the serpent said to the woman 
you will not surely die for God knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil so when the woman saw that the tree was good for few for food this is this sorry that is what was pleasant to the eyes and the tree desirable to make one wise she took off its fruit and ate she also gave it to her husband with her and he ate then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sold fig leaves together and made themselves coverings and they heard the sound of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day and adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord god among the trees of the garden then the lord god called to adam and said to him where are you so he said i heard your voice in the garden and i was afraid because i was naked and i hid myself and he said who told you that you were naked have you eaten from the tree of which i recommended you that you should not eat then the man said the woman whom you gave to me gave to be with me she gave me of the tree and i ate and the lord god said to the woman what is this you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me and i ate so the lord god said to the serpent because you have done this you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field on your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life and i will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel to the woman he said i will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception in pain you shall bring forth children your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you then to adam he said because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which i commanded you saying you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground for your sake and toil toil you sh- shall eat of it all the days of your life both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field in the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you shall return and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living also for adam and his wife the lord god made tunics of skin and clothed them and the lord god said behold the man has come has become like one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and 
live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So that is what Adam and Eve's story is. So basically the Lord said, do not eat from this specific tree. And the snake, because he wanted to get back at God for kicking him out of heaven, he, as the snake, tempted Eve to take from the tree, gave it to Adam, so they both could see. They Once they ate it, they noticed that they were naked. And God said, how do you know you're naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to eat from? They ate from the tree that they weren't supposed to. They gained knowledge that they weren't supposed to have. And that's what happened. That's what happened. And I'm reading this story. There's so many things you can pull out of this story. But I read this story so that you should you could see how evil the serpent was. And he, that same serpent was the angel that fell from heaven that disobeyed the Lord and was trying to make him so most most higher than God and a lot of people try to do that they say oh I'm better than God or they say oh um there is no God or they say God is beneath me or I do everything on my own God doesn't do anything for me you know Things happen for a reason. And I feel like good and bad came out of COVID-19. Mostly, I think that at this time, because we're at home all the time now, it is time to read our Bibles like really read it and understand it and understand why things are happening the way they are and there's a lot of other things that you can get from Adam and Eve the Adam and Eve story definitely temptation and how to resist temptation the fallen of human beings because of Adam and Eve disobeying they were the first humans yet they disobeyed so it's passed on to generation to generation to generation and a lot of the things too that people don't think about I also in my mind think okay In gardens, you see snakes, garden snakes, right? And Eve might not have questioned the snake because it's a garden snake. You wouldn't suspect that a garden snake would tell you lies because the snake's supposed to be there but at the same time 
How is it that a snake is speaking to you? How is it that a snake is speaking to you and you're taking that knowledge and actually interpreting it as true? I would be questioning it. And at that, Eve didn't question. Um, Adam didn't question Eve when she gave him the apple. I would have questioned it. Regardless, if now, today, though people give me information, I check on that information myself. Yes, I take in the information, but if, if, if it's proven to be right, then... It will show, you know. And a lot of people wonder. Many of us know already, but some of us don't. How do you defeat the devil? Like I said earlier, when you write a list in your mind of all the things that you're not getting, you forget about the good things. And then the devil takes over your mind. The devil takes over your dreams. The devil takes over everything and everything that makes you, you. Because in the last three years, believe me, I've been attacked by the devil several times. Through people. Through addictions. Through negative thoughts. Negative environments. Movies I used to watch. I don't watch anymore. Artists, like, um, musical artists, I used to listen to, I don't listen to anymore. Different comedians I used to listen to, I don't listen to anymore. And how that happened is I said, you know what, I'm going to meditate on the word. And I have friends and family who are praying for me. Because there's certain people in my life that I refuse to go near. Because I've actually asked the Lord for knowledge of and, and and ways of knowing who I should stay away from and I, who I should be near and I have removed a lot of people from my life and replaced them with positive people people who are looking out for me people who care about me and my life and where I'm going and not what they can get from me what they can tell me to make me think that they're my friends and they're really not my friends or two-faced people you know a lot of things like that are going on in my life and how I fight it is I defeat the devil and I embrace God and it's hard it really is hard it's not an easy thing I've been battling this for years and when I finally had that breakdown I said you know what I need to really examine my life and see in every section what am I doing first of all what are you doing to defeat the devil what are you doing to prevent all this negativity in your life but at that a lot of people say well I'm doing everything correctly you know and even as as Christians the devil is going to attack us because he wants to tempt us to go to his side like how he battled in heaven and he convinced one third of the angels to come with him the other the other 
set of angels remain with God. And that's where I want to be. You know, sometimes they say, oh, I'll just do what I want to do. That's the easy way out. And many a time, a lot of the time, it's not the, the correct way. Perfect example. Say, for example, someone is arguing with you. And they refuse to say, I'm sorry, for whatever reason. You could just cuss them out, be abusive, seek revenge. But that's not God's way. And Allah would say, how do I not have the right to punish somebody? We don't. And you know, I just, la- I just learned that a few years back. That we don't have the right to punish or judge somebody. Only God does. And me living as a Christian for many years, I thought, well, maybe I can do it. I'll do what I want to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And when I seek revenge, nothing but bad happened in return. You know, say, for example, you're arguing with somebody and they argue back with you. That person craves negativity just like the devil. And if you fight back or respond back in a negative way, or even even give them maybe a dirty look, maybe it's words you're using, maybe you try to get them back, it leads down the road to disaster. It does. It might not happen right away, but it does happen. You know, with the Adam and Eve story, you have to really think about three things. How did the devil appear? It's something that you used to seeing. Eyes can be deceiving. You can't judge a book by its cover. You know? And secondly, changing words around. He changed the words around to make them think that they were doing something right. The devil confuses you. The devil changes words around to make you think, Oh, maybe I can still do it this way and get what I need. Nope. That's not it. (laughs) You can be doing that. And disobedience. Disobeying. God clearly told them not to touch it. Leave that tree alone. Wouldn't you obey the creator? That created you and put life into you? Why wouldn't you obey that? Some people just want to do what they want to do and want to cry and they're like, I want to do what I want to do now and I'll pay the punishment later. You don't know what that punishment is. And I don't know why you would choose to do something knowing you're going to get punished over it. That's just negativity right there already. Why would you even spend time thinking about it? What punishment I'm going to get because I decided to do something my way. You know. Being a Christian is not easy. But I know that 
I get a peace of mind knowing that I have a God who loves me no matter what. A God that won't scold me for making an error. A God that protects me when I'm awake and when I'm sleeping. A God that is in charge of the air that I breathe. What I see, how I see it, how I feel it, when I feel it. I have a peace of mind knowing when it's my time, I know where I'm going because I follow Christ. I'm not a perfect Christian. I'm still learning. There are certain sins that I didn't know were sins, like pride, not forgiving somebody. Like, I knew not forgiving is a sin, but the same thing is when you forgive someone, it might take a while. But at the same time, when you do forgive this person or people or situation, that does not guarantee them re-entry into your life. They have to prove that they can be trusted again. But that doesn't mean that they have been not forgiven. I've forgiven many people in my life. But it's what not letting them back into my life is what's protecting me. I don't know how that's what I struggle with forgiveness. Because I've had a lot of things happen to me over my whole lifespan. And I'm still going through stuff now. But, you know, it really hurts when someone hurts you and they act like what they did wasn't wrong, though they know it was wrong. But the fact that they know it hurts you, they hold on to it as long as they can until they feel guilty enough to actually apologize. And that's the sad thing about this world. Perfect example, Trump. He knows he's doing a whole bunch of wrong stuff, right? He knows what he's doing. But why is it that he's apologizing now? Because he knows when his president thing is up, he might get attacked by people. So he has to face his punishment for doing all of that. So sometimes I wonder, do people say I'm sorry because they actually feel sorry or because they feel guilty and know their punishment is coming? It's the same thing with so many different things but I really do struggle with that because I've forgiven a lot of people but I never forget you try to forget but sometimes you just can't it takes time just because you can't forget that doesn't mean you haven't forgiven that person it's just protection against it's never not forgetting I feel like that's protection for yourself Say, for example, you were in an abusive relationship and this person beat you to a pulp on a regular basis. You forgive this person, but you can't seem to forget all the images that come along with it. That doesn't mean you didn't forgive them. It's just I feel that that is a way to protect yourself from them. Yes, you've forgiven them, but... There are certain things you just don't forget. You know, someone breaking your nose, someone 
twisting your arm, someone kicking you, sexually abusing you, lying to you, stealing from you, giving you nightmares at night, stuff like that. I'm just going down the list of things that I've heard and seen different relationships and it doesn't necessarily have to be a man and a woman relationship it could be someone that you know that just gives you nightmares every time they come around or maybe it's someone who cusses you at work on a regular basis and you just have to deal with it because you need to make a paycheck but sometimes you just have no choice but also that's another reason why we go to God That's another reason why we go to God. It's hard. It's tough. I know. But it's just one step at a time. And when you read this Bible, you will see different stories where Jesus was betrayed. He was betrayed. He was killed. He was crucified. He was denied. There's so many things in the Bible. That's why I say read the Bible because if you feel like you are dealing with any of that there are stories in there that shows you how Jesus handled it. And uh, many will probably ask me why am I talking about Lucifer? Number one people have been asking me do you believe in heaven and hell? That's one question. Do you believe in God and Lucifer, or Lucifer, or the devil, or Satan, whatever you may call him? Number three, people ask me, why am I smiling when I'm feeling hurt inside? You know, a lot of people feel hurt inside, but I'm talking about, there's certain reasons why I do feel hurt inside, but it's, it's less than the good stuff in my life but some people have it reversed you have more bad than good but that's another reason why you go to Christ if you believe in Christ and have faith that he exists and you believe in his word and you believe that his that he died on the cross for our sins he paid the price the ultimate price for our sins now what what God would be associated with that. A God that loves us. Name one other God that did that. Sacrificed his only son to pay the ultimate price for our sins. That's major. You really think about that? He sacrificed his son, his only son. To pay the price for all the sins of every single person in this world. I would like to know if there is another God like that. Because I know there isn't. That's the only God I know that did that. There are a lot of other gods around as well. But. Nobody's like. The God of the heavens. Nobody. (laughs) Because of the years that I've been alive, no one God has done what God, the God I believe in, has done. That's why I believe in Him. There's many a reason why I believe in Him. I've seen the miracles that have happened in the Bible and in real life. 
I've had two near-death experiences and I'm still here. The amount of stress, the amount of trauma, the amount of torture and negativity that's been in my life and I'm still here talking about God. The amount of struggles I've been through. I can sit here and talk about long, long list of what's been happening to me. But do you know what keep you know what keeps me going? The Bible. Because many a night I'm not able to sleep for whatever reason. And I'll lay there for an hour, maybe even two. And I'm like, okay God, really? Why aren't I sleepy enough to go to sleep? Because my mind wasn't at rest. I've, I had too many things in my mind. My mind was circling. You know, you couldn't rest your mind, like get the thoughts out of your head. Because you're thinking, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to get to the store? How am I going to deal with this? When am I going to deal with that? When, what, if, all that. That's too much. You know, I pray to the Lord to clear my mind before I go to sleep and it always works I've been doing that for the last two weeks and I've had the best sleep I've actually sleep for four or five hours at a time now before I would be getting up every three hours every three hours not even necessarily to go to the washroom. Just waking up. Why am I waking up that often? Because I didn't have peace of mind. And when you read the Bible, I suggest you start with John. It shows so many miracles. And I want you to read John chapter 10. It talks about the shepherd and his flock. And it's just so amazing. When you read the Bible and you actually understand what you're reading, wow, that's amazing. It really is amazing. So, I suggest you pick up the Bible, you examine yourself, ask yourself what needs to be changed in my life. What do I have to let go of what do I have to change because let me tell you something Lucifer is a liar Lucifer will do anything and everything he can to reap his benefits he thinks because he got kicked out of heaven he gonna find some more people on earth to follow his ways let me just say I'm not going to be one of them and I hope you're not one of them either and people will say how are you going to say that about me I said whoever's listening I don't know who's listening right now but just know you do not want to be one of Satan's followers and I mean you don't have to worship him to follow his ways what I mean by that is I'm not a devil worshiper but every now and again, when someone makes me mad or something makes me upset, I want to blow up. But the first thing I say is, oh, hold on, wait a minute. 
take a breather. I actually sit there for two minutes and just breathe. And I ask God, what do I do? What do I say? Where do I go? I actually ask him. And my decisions have been more positive. The other day, someone made me so mad I wanted to pop. But guess what I did? I walked away. Now I went to my room and I prayed about the situation. Wow. In the past, I would not be doing that. I would fight back and forth to get my point and then I would walk off and be mad all day long. Ever since I started reading this thing on a regular basis, reading the Bible on a regular basis, four days a week. In the past, it was one day a week on Sunday, and that was it. And then I'd be watching sermons. But, you know, watching sermons through the week and actually reading your Bible through the week are two different things. Because you can watch a sermon, but if you don't have a Bible and you're not looking and saying, Oh, okay, that's what he's reading. Oh, okay, I see it, I see it, yeah. Do you understand what you're reading? Do you know what you're reading? Do you know who you are? Do you know why you were created? Do you know that you are children? We are children of God. But we must respond to him and say, yes, I believe in you. I repent. I believe in your ways. I want to go to heaven. For some people, if you don't believe there's a heaven, how are you going to know what and what not to do? To, how do I explain this? If you don't believe there's a heaven, why would you take the time to do good? Because you don't believe there's a heaven. You don't believe there's a heaven. But you're doing negativity. So, what? You believe in hell? I'm just asking questions. I'm not assuming anything. Because it's like, a lot of people say, I'm Christian. But I don't know the Bible. I don't read the Bible. I don't go to church. I don't pray. I pray once in a while, but I expect all these things to be given to me. It don't work like that. You have to pray every single day. Because I have a friend. I was speaking to him the other day. I'll make this real short. And I asked him, so have you been praying every day? He said, every so often. I'm like, what does that mean? A few days a week. I'm like, but yet... You want this, 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 and this, and this, all that to happen, but you're praying twice a week? That don't make sense. So I encouraged him to, at the end of the day, or even throughout the day, when you think of things to pray for, stop what you're doing, take two minutes to pray for it. And throughout the day, You'd be surprised that probably comes up to like an hour of prayer. not saying you have to pray for a whole hour. But what I'm saying is, even if you have to go sit in your car and pray, I suggest you do it. And at that, don't forget, you have to repent. You have to confess your sins. 
it makes a huge difference because a lot of people say yeah god sees everything he knows everything so why do i even have to confess it just shows the lord that you want to be committed it shows the lord you want to be committed it shows the lord you understand you did wrong that you're sorry for what you did and that you want to do better and then on that when you start from that your prayers when you come through your prayers you make more of a pathway to your blessings when you repent when you confess when you tell the lord i'm sorry that i did this and at that sometimes it's hard to break addictions and temptations so ask the lord to remove that from your life i've had to do that i've had to get rid of an addiction i'm not talking about drugs because i don't do drugs my addiction was my food For those who don't know me, when I was 15, I weighed almost 200 pounds. And my food was my comfort. My food was everything. When I was sad, when I was angry, anything negative, I went into that fridge and ate. I ate, I ate, I ate. And I sat in my room and watched sitcoms all day long. All day long. That was my addiction. And my temptation was responding negatively to people who respond negatively to me and that's just two of them so you see i'm human too and i've been through it and i'm going through it and what keeps me going is this bible it shows you answers to all your problems it shows you that jesus was just like us Jesus had to go through the same stuff that we run through and it shows how he handled it. It shows God's love. It shows God's promises. It shows healing. It shows how to forgive, when to forgive, why we have to forgive. The whole nine. I can go on and on about what the Bible has. But don't let anyone tell you that there is no God, because it clearly is. I would not be speaking to you right now if he didn't exist. I'd be dead right now. I would have been dead at 26. I would have been done at 31. Right. I would have been dead by now. And I'm not. And me speaking to you right now shows there is a God. And at that, why is there a sun coming through my window as I'm saying this? Right. And the sun wasn't on my side when I started the podcast, but now it is. Right. So think twice the next time someone says there is no God. This is Gloria TP5 from Resurrected for a Reason, y'all. Check me out on Spotify and my Facebook page, Resurrected for a Reason, and on Anchor.fm and on Outcast. All right, so y'all take care. If y'all have any questions, if you have any comments, y'all know where to get me at Facebook and Anchor.fm, and you can leave a message on Anchor.fm, and I will respond. All right, so y'all take it easy. God bless. Be safe.